Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mel. So this week we are having a special conversation with the one and only Michael J. Durkin, otherwise known as MJ Durkin, from the Men of Otter podcast. And we're talking about what a married man can actually learn from a man who's gone through divorce. What are some major lessons that you can do? What, how, if your marriage is floundering or, or feels like it's lacking a bit, what are some things you can do to actually liven it up, make it uh, shore it up, make it to where it's, it's strong? And the answer just may surprise you. So listen in on this week on episode number 73 of The Relaxed Mail. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. All right, so this week we are talking with MJ. And before we actually get st- get into that conversation, I wanted to just talk about real quick about a special event that is in uh, in August, August fifth through the eighth to be exact. This is a get together for veterans. They're uh, brought to you by the uh, guys, the great guys over at Operation Tears of the Twenty uh, Two. And they're going to be over at Bird Adventure Center over in pretty much in the middle of the Ozark National Forest. And this is going to be a great time. This is not um, something where there's a a whole lot of, you know, of pressure or anything like that. This is where we can, as veterans, especially the men and women have who have gotten out of the service and are wanting to just let some steam off, relax, kick loose, go ride some, ride some Jeep trails, um, go enjoy some wonderful food and, and, uh, listen to, uh, listen to some folks talk, which is what I'll end up doing. That's what I'm, my, my involvement in this is, is I'm going to be speaking at this, at this event. And I wanted to make sure I formally invited you. Yes, you, that very, you with the earbuds in you driving down the car, or maybe you're running. Whatever it is, you, if you're a veteran, you are, in, you are invited and would like to come. We're going to be having some uh, auctions. Be, I actually will have a, 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 a three-month coaching package that is up for, uh, up for bid. If you would like to, to uh, join up with this, I invite you to go over to the, uh, to go over to the, the Operations Tiers of the 22's website or uh, Facebook page. And there you'll see events. Click on the events tab, and you're going to see off the hardball. That is what they're calling this event is off the hardball. And I kind of found I found out what the off the hardball. It's basically hardball for them is the term for uh, for the black, for black tops for the hard tops. And so since this is all just out in the middle of uh, of nowhere, a lot of great camping. Uh, so there's a, a stream and stuff that you can go to. There's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of adventure, a lot of time for you to relax, get to know new new people, maybe even find, maybe even have an old friend who shows up, and because of that, you can you will be able to just 
let loose, enjoy life, uh, let the uh, weight of the world that you may be having actually fall away for a few days as you as you become are able to just enjoy the 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 pleasure of 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 nature and the presence of other people who are there. Now this this event is actually put together to help raise awareness that every day we lose 22 veterans is way 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 too many veterans that uh, that died to suicide. And I want to make sure that we get, we have these uh, save these guys and bring the awareness and help find a help y'all find a a purpose uh and encourage y'all to be able to to take the knowledge that you have and share it with others because that's one of our biggest purposes and so it fits what they're trying to do and what I do fits in so well and so that's one reason why I'm involved with uh, with this is the way the way that I am so anyhow if you are interested again go to just do a search on Facebook for operation tears of the 22 and that's the two uh, number 22 not the not the words and uh, hopefully I get to see you there at uh, on in August from uh, the August fifth through the eighth. All right. So now, normally from here, what I normally do is I, I have a I do a question of the week. But because we have a special guest, I'm not going to do that. We had a pretty good long conversation. It was really great and and, and involved, and I, I enjoyed the heck out of uh, the discussion that me and MJ had. But usually I I'll like to have answer uh, somebody's question if they have it but so that'll be coming up next week but if this is your first time to the show i want to actually just thank you for so much for taking the time to put me put uh, put me the earbuds in and let me uh, talk to you directly because this is you know this podcast is to help you uh, do this so that you're able to to be able to get the uh the balance that you need in your life that that be able to be the man that your family needs to be the man and the leader that your company needs, your work, your your son, and everything about how a man needs to actually be a man. That's when you get those things down and you get your the four pillars uh, aligned. Life becomes so much easier that you're able to breathe just a bit more and you're able to relax a lot more. You're not so tense and you're not so worked up. Yeah, you're still going to have problems, but those problems are going to be not as as harrowing as they sometimes see. So thank you for listening. If you end up liking this show, please ask that you give a subscribe. Um, you can go to relaxmail.com forward slash subscribe. You can follow or uh, subscribe to the show in, uh, in a myriad of different ways I'm available on. Not just iTunes, but you can get me through any type of uh of Google, uh, of any Android, uh, based podcatcher. So you can do uh, Google podcasts or even, you know, if you want to do Spotify, we we're I'm on Spotify too. So guys, we're, we're there. We're ready. I'm ready for you to, to listen and pick up all of the 72 other episodes that have been available. And there's going to be 72 more that come from there. And probably another 140 after that. I don't see a time where this uh, this podcast will ever actually fade. So, guys, thanks again for listening. And uh, now let's go ahead and jump on over to uh, to the main event. And let's talk with MJ Dirk. 
Today, guys, we've got uh, I've got a, a a great guest for you. This I've got uh, he is the host of the podcast Men of Honor. Um, he is a man who provides so much in the in the way of insight and just using the the power of of masculinity and men to to help relationships become become stronger. And our guest today is. Uh, Michael Durkin goes by the name of MJ, and so MJ, welcome to the Relax Mail, and glad to have you on the show, man. Thanks, Brian. I'm really, uh, really glad to be here and excited to uh, to talk with the men about uh, masculinity, masculine power, and uh, you know anything. Uh, <laughs> Any anything masculine, I'm up for it. Uh, exactly. Let's so, talk. All right. So when it comes to you know, uh, main reason, as I've heard you a couple times talk about uh, where men kind of fall short when it comes to their relationships, their marriages, uh, more specifically, and because of that uh, and how you approach uh, the way men should actually approach use their their masculinity in the, in the relationship and that's why I want, really wanted to bring you on so you've you're you're on you've been divorced once and then you uh you married the uh, uh the beautiful bonnie as and and so that's when her, you that's her name all over the globe all yes, over the, the globe bonnie. the beautiful bonnie yeah. and so when you're you how did when you went through that uh, divorce segment, what was that? Uh, what was that like? I mean, because <laughs> I've not been divorced. I've I'm been married for twenty five years. So the the I, all I really know is I've got I've got relatives who are who are in family law, so they do a lot of, of divorce um, actions and things like that. And, and, and things like that. And they say, boy, that can get some really nasty, really quick. But since you have actually been through that battlefield, you know, there's, you've, you've got some more unique insights into it than maybe even what the, uh, what many of the lawyers say. Oh, I, I got a lot more to say than the lawyers say, uh, no doubt, no doubt. But I, but I, but I, I like lawyers, at least the ones that are protecting my men. Precisely. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, it's a great question. Uh, you know, I, my, my friend, Chris Coy, he calls it the, uh, uh, the divorce grinder. He says, when you enter oh, yeah. the divorce grinder, uh, there are certain things, uh, that are going to happen to you. And, um, uh, so the divorce grinder is, uh, you know, it's, it's really tough. It is a, it's a great opportunity to, um, uh, to reinvent yourself, to trans to retransform yourself. I, I heard Jordan Peterson on a, on a, uh, a podcast recently. He said, he said, you know, some, most people can transform themselves once after getting zeroed out, what I call being zeroed out. And right. he said, some people can do it twice. He said, he says, he says, I'm looking for my third transformation. Uh, <laughs> he says to, uh, he says, but very few people could do it three times. And, uh, uh, so, um, uh, so, so the great thing about being in the divorce grinder is it, uh, it does give a man an opportunity to, uh, to become a better man, to, uh, examine his life, uh, to get to know, uh, who he is, 
Um, and, and it's a, uh, it's also a descent into hell. Um, you know, right. So, you know, divorce is a bitch, man. Um, I can, I agree there a hundred percent just by seeing what, uh, cause we're both in a couple of, of the, of some of the groups on Facebook that are very similar. And, um, yeah, you sit there and see some, what some of these guys go through and it's just, wow. I, I mean, that's, well, yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. And, and, uh, um, and I, and I, you know, it's been 21 years since my divorce. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think I have a lot of hope to offer to men that want to rebuild their lives. If, if a man wants to be remarried again, I, I get that men don't want to be remarried, remarried, don't want to have anything to do with women. Um, I, you know, I mean, I don't begrudge them that at all. I, I would be very concerned about men that, um, start to fall into a, a victim status. Um, and, uh, something that you and I, Brian, were talking about in the beginning, you know, which is the, these men that get very, very jaded about, um, you know, about everything to do with relationships, women, marriage, mm -hmm. feminism, you know, that they see it as some kind of a battle and that now men are now the victims. W we are not victims. No. Um, we, we, we held the knife that neutered us. Uh, and we that's allowed interesting. Uh, how do you mean by that? <laughs> I like, well, I, I mean, that's just, I yeah, mean, yeah, talk it's, about it's, a, talk about a, a visceral image that jumps into your own head. So how do you, how do you mean that? Yeah. So, um, so we allowed the, uh, the neutering of ourselves. We allowed, um, uh, the, the feminine imperative, the gynocentric imperative mm -hmm. to kind of intravenously, uh, seep into our veins and we didn't even know it was happening. Um, and, uh, and, and, and there, there are many women that will tell you that they are not, they are not feminists. They do not, uh, identify if I could use that word. Oh my gosh. I hate that word. Yeah. Um, that they, they do not declare themselves to be feminists. And yet, uh, they'll all of a sudden they'll come out of their stupor and say, oh my gosh, I have just been the culture over the last 40 years has just um has has made me have feminine a feminist uh values and ideas and character and mm -hmm. so okay. uh, us men did the same thing um because and and I and look I can say this because I'm I I've seen people rewrite history and I've seen people you know do revisionist history um but I am now an elder okay I am a young ripped and shredded elder uh, I will be 60 years old. I'm getting ready to run my first marathon August 29th. Really? Yep. Yep. Dude, you look amazing for being six, almost 60. Yep. Wow. Yep. I'm 60 years old and, uh, I'll be 60 in June. And, um, uh, and, and I am now officially an elder. And, uh, remember there's something about elders that you should take into consideration is okay. elders know more shit than, you know, um, they, they yes. just do. And, uh, you know, Louis CK said that he said, look, if, uh, if there's a man who's 30 and there's a man who's 50, he says the 50 year old man knows more shit. Precisely. He no, said, I agree. He 100%. says, you know, he's, you know, he, he says the 50 year old man, you know, he, he went on a bus trip to Montreal and he saw a dead guy in a pool. You know, he knows more than you do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so not that I've seen any dead guys in the pool, but, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> But I've seen and heard some stuff, right. and uh, 
and uh, and and the fact is, is that where the hell was I going with that one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm an elder, right? <laughs> That's what it was. I I I'm an elder, and uh, and I've seen some stuff. I've heard some stuff. I've been through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh oh, here it was. And um and and I and I've lived in the world since 1965. I have lived as a boy, as a teenager, as a young adult, as a father, as a business owner, as a Christian, um, as a, I'm not a grandfather yet, so I'm not, I'm not there yet. I have, I have, you know, my, my children go from 30 years old down to uh, 25 years old. So I have, I have grown, you, you know, young, ch- you know, young, young children. Right. I mean, uh, you know, young adults. Right. Uh, and, um, uh, and I know what the, uh, uh, the way that the, the, the sexual revolution and the feminist imperative affected me because I was in it. You can't write about it. You can write about it all you want, but I was in it right. and I, I was in the culture. I have been in the culture and I know how feminism affected my brain, my attitudes, my heart, and also the way that I looked at dating and picking a wife and getting married. And I can tell you all of the 100 things that I screwed up <laughs> in, in my marriage because I'm a flawed and imperfect man. And there were 150 ways that I could have been better as a husband. I sucked as a husband mm-hmm. because I didn't know anything about myself. I got married too young. I was not self-sufficient and I codependently glommed onto my wife. And then I adopted all of these feminist attitudes. Like I became very sensitive and I became very emotive and I wanted to be uh, a great at relationships. Right. <laughs> Men are terrible at relationships. We don't know anything about relationships. No, and that I would agree because, I mean, when it comes to even just having a group, a band of brothers, I mean, so many of us just, you know, we don't have those. And so, no, I would agree that, yeah, when it comes to relationships, we, you know. That's where we. It almost seems like we kind of fall back into uh, into caveman mode and just kind of you know we we celebrate that. And I mean, there's nothing. Uh, I I celebrate you know the 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 burly the burly caveman. You know, not the mindset, but you know, just the kind of the ethos of of being a you know we are the the grunters of the family more in more than one way. So. Well, look, we're, we're, men communicate a certain way. Women communicate a different way. Mm-hmm. What happened in, since 1965 is that intravenously seeped into your veins was all of the movies and all of the songs and all of the culture said that the women said to the men, if you will communicate with us like women, we will give you sex. Right. I, I literally saw a a, uh, um, a a fairly current sitcom. Uh, it's called A Man with a Plan. Um, it's got uh, Matt LeBlanc in it. Oh, oh, wow! 
right? Remember okay. Matt LeBlanc mm-hmm. from uh, from Friends, Friends, right? Yes. Uh, you know how you doing, right? <laughs> and uh, the the only, as I say, the the only man on Friends that had any frame that had any balls was right. Joey Tribbiani, right? <laughs> so everybody else wanted to be Ross, and they wanted to be uh, uh, Chandler Bing, Chandler. right? Yeah, those were not the men you were supposed to emulate, man. By the way, if you tried to emulate emulate. Chandler and Ross, you got screwed up in your relationships. You mm-hmm. were supposed to be more like Joey Tribbiani. How you doing? And anyway, in this in this uh, in this sitcom, which is now on on Netflix, I've been enjoying it. The, his his son, his young son, is like uh, thirteen years old, and the older sister has some cute girls over, and the kid says something to the parents like, um, uh, "Let those girls know." That uh, I'm outside the door doing push-ups and I'm a really good listener, you know, like, <laughs> okay. you know, so, so here, here we are in 2021 and, uh, you know, and, and in this sitcom, the kid is like, I, I I'm going to, I'm going to get women interested in me because I let them know that outside the door is someone that's a really good listener. Well, <laughs> that is a, that's the culture teaching us that we're supposed to be sensitive. We're supposed to cry. What we've been listening to for the last 40, 50 years is if you become more sensitive, if you will communicate more like a woman, then I will be more interested in you. And what our men are finding is it's exactly the opposite. And Hmm. what I think we're seeing right now is we're seeing men being thrown away in droves. Would you agree, Brian? No, very much so. I think the last thing I, the last stat I kind of heard, which I mean, every stat you can take from the internet is, I mean, obviously true, but it's anywhere <laughs> from 60 to almost 90% of all divorces are ex- these days are actually initiated by the woman. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well over uh, 70%. And I agree with you. 87% of all statistics are true. Um, but uh, <laughs> because that's what I say they are. But, but, you know, the, the, um, what we have right now is we have these walkaway wives right. and throwaway husbands. And exactly. the reason the women, the reason the women are throwing away husbands is because they're finding them not valuable, not masculine, not helpful. Um, uh, they're, they're not getting any masculine energy. And what, what I'm hearing over and over and over again is women having multiple affairs, Mm -hmm. not just one affair, multiple affairs with multiple partners, and then coming back to the men and saying, oops, sorry, I slipped. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oops, I did it again. Uh, Oops, I did it again. It's like, well, you know, uh, and I mean, I've always gone with the the line of thinking. It's okay. First time, maybe just you lost yourself and had uh, given, you know, but, uh, after that, then, you know, it's, you know, first, what is the first time shame on me, second time or first time shame on you, second time shame on me or however that, uh, that right, old right. saying goes. So, okay. So when, if you're, if we're supposed to, I'm not going to say not be as, as sensitive as, as what, uh, culture wants us to be, how, how do we, how, how do men actually communicate? Man? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So men, men communicate by actions, right? Right. We know how men communicate. You know, you you were saying, okay, the 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 caveman thing is grunting. Is is 
we communicate just as much as women do. We just do it in a different in way. A different language. Yeah. Right. We we do it so, by, side by side. We do it by eating grilled animal meat together. Um, you know, men men just love to sit next to each other and eat grilled animal meat. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that is a way of communicating. Now that's been frowned upon. You know, like you know that that you know drinking beers at a ball game or or um, uh, being in a sports event or chopping wood together or you know, building a barn together or, um, hunting or fishing mm-hmm. like that's not communicating. No men communicate a ton of information and, uh, and love and concern and connection. You know, it, it, the spirits given me a story. Um, you know, y- years ago I had a, a buddy of mine named Jim and, uh, and Jim had uh, had helped me out in the beginning of my divorce. I was very grateful to Jim. He he and I went and we did a men's weekend together. And and uh, and Jim drove me there. I was so screwed up. And and Jim drove. He uh, he he brought sandwiches. He was he was like taking care of me on the men's weekend. You know, I was just I was just so distraught about right. being divorced. And and a couple of years later, Jim and I had a chance to uh, we we had kind of. Fallen apart, uh, not falling apart. Uh, um, we, we we fell fell away from being friends. Right. And um and he asked me one day to to uh, to help him move. Uh, he had a bunch of uh, furniture that had to be moved from one apartment to the next. And uh, and I met him early in the morning with my work gloves on. And uh, and I remember the the beautiful Bonnie saying to me, she said she said, "How was your day with Jim? How's Jim doing? I know you haven't spent a lot of time with Jim lately." And I said, you know, Jim and I didn't say like 30 words to each other today. We just were carrying, you know, dressers out of apartments and downstairs and loading shit up in the truck. And I said, but I said, it was so great to reconnect with Jim. And she's like, well, how's he doing? I'm like, well, I, I can't really tell you, you know, I'm, I guess he's okay. And him, he and Linda seem to be doing fine. But we, and we spent eight hours moving stuff around and I didn't have, but you know, three sentences to say about how, how Jim was doing. But I can tell you that being shoulder to shoulder with Jim, lifting stuff up into the truck, helping him out, you know, yeah, we grabbed some lunch. He bought me a, you know, a sandwich and, you know, but, but spending the day together with Jim was like, that was such a great connection for he and I. And, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't, I couldn't write three paragraphs about what we talked about, (laughs) but I can tell you that it completely reconnected our friendship. And I said to Bonnie, I said, uh, I, I, I love Jim Leeson. He's an awesome brother of mine and he's always in my corner. And she'd be like, why, what did he say? When I couldn't tell you a damn thing, yeah. but you know what? Men, men communicate side by side, working with each other. And I want, I want them, every man to hear this. Okay. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. See, that's the way we interact with each other. Now, what your woman's going to do is she's going to say, I don't want to be sitting side by side with you. I want you to look at me. I want you to connect with me. And I want you to reveal your feelings to me. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And so uh, with with that, so what is it that that so many – with uh, with how we're being told how to connect with women and honestly i've uh this is one of the reasons why i wanted to drag you in is because you would you had a, a show that you talked almost exactly about all of this very stuff 
And it just, it threw so many questions into my head. It's like, well, how are you supposed to actually talk to your wife? If she's needing you to, to be there to listen, is that what you do? You just, you, I mean, or do you listen? And cause you know, we, us guys loved, we're, we're fixings. We, we all, we like to throw on our, on our tool belt and we're, you know, go out and be, be Mr. Fix it. And when, you know, wife says there's a problem, we're, you know, we're instantly going into wanting to go into action mode and let's get that fixed. And so many times they're like, no, that's not what I want. I want, you know, they're wanting to process that stuff. So how do we, how do we balance? What would, what would we need to do to be able to, to go to be the, the, the manly man of the house and, and your wife is wanting to, to wanting to talk to you about something. How do we, I mean, am I making any sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how do you, Uh, how does that get balanced? um, So, so here's the thing. Okay. So lots of good, good stuff um, is, is going through my head right now. Okay. So, so first of all, First of all, it is absolutely essential that you be the most interesting man in the world to your wife. So, so you might say, well, MJ, everything you just told me said I'm a bumbling idiot and I, I can't have any kind of talking no, to my no, wife. No, 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 no. I understand. No, I understand no. your. No, I want analogy. you to be, I want you, you know, you remember that, uh, what is that? Is it a Dosecki's commercial with yes. a, yeah. a handsome guy? Yeah, the most goes, answer, you know, interesting man in the world. Right, he's right. the, the most interesting man in the world, right? Okay. So I want you to be the, I want you to be like that man, right? The mm-hmm. handsome, most interesting man, you know, the, the, in the world to your wife, but you have to understand how to converse with your wife. And one of the ways that you converse with her, first of all, is you must be a great listener okay. and you, you must, you must work on your listening skills and you must ask questions and you must appear to be interested in the answers. Um, and you must make eye contact mm-hmm. and you must really care about what your wife is saying. Biggest issue that I hear from women is my man doesn't listen to me. He doesn't listen to me. I don't feel connected to him. I don't want to have sex with him because I don't feel he listens to me. Right. One of the ways to destroy your listening is to jump in and treat her like a man. There you go. So actually it is because we're, treating women like men and that's where that's where a lot of the the marital disconnect comes into place then is what you're saying right well that's where that's where i mean murders happen um (laughs) (laughs) that's where people are killed in domestic violence okay right so i i i got a a um uh, a man that i'm coaching in in a, a um a client that I, that I do sales training for and marketing training. And he's about 45 years old. He's got three beautiful, like teenage, uh, 20 year old daughters, got mm-hmm. a great wife. And he says to me, you know, MJ, I, I, I'm thinking that my wife doesn't follow any rational thought whatsoever. And I'm like, really dude, like you're 45 and you just figured how long have you been married? He's like 25 years. I'm like, you just figured out now that your wife doesn't follow any rational line of thought. I'm like, WTF, bro, you are in big, you are in big trouble if you just figured it, this out. He goes, you know, it, it seems that, you know, I try to say to my wife, do you understand what I'm trying to say here from point A to point B? 
Like, I don't think she understands one. I said, dude, you, you need to listen to the men of honor podcast. Mm -hmm. You, you are screwed up. No, no, of course she doesn't have any rational line of thought. And you, the worst thing you could ever do is jump in too soon and say to your woman, uh, I know how to solve that. I know how to fix it. Cause she will accuse you rightly so of not listening. And so you never jump in and give advice. I teach my men in the men of honor podcast. I teach them, listen, do like the most you should do is say, um, here, I just Googled this for you. And here's a great source for you to figure out how to solve that problem with your, you know, with your friend right, or with such and such direct your woman to resources. Do not sit there and try to solve problems for her because here's what you'll, you'll end up doing. You'll end up going, Oh, well, this is easy. That's freaking stupid. I can't believe you no, do just to fix, do it like this. Right. You know, and right? that's, we're all guilty. Angry. Of that, that's how you get a knife in your chest. <laughs> that's, you know, what are you kidding me? Come on. Don't give, don't give any advice. Now I'm going to fix you. I'm going to fix the listening problem that men have. I, I have a podcast called fixing the secret. Listen, the secret problem in your listening. And this came to me, the spirit gave this to me one day when I was doing a live recording, mm-hmm. uh, because Brian, you may have heard that like there's, there's, there's about 200 episodes that I, 220 episodes I actually live recorded on yeah. free conference call with men listening in. Okay. Yes. And I turned those into podcast episodes in the middle, middle of one of those talks which was just had a couple of notes and, and I realized, oh, I just understood the secret problem that men have in their listening and they have in communicating with women. And this is it. What I'm about to reveal to you is complete gold. If you're listening, do not miss this. It's very, very critical to saving your marriage. And I want you to be a conversationalist with your wife. I want you to be interesting. I want you to tell her facts and details. I want you to talk to her about exciting things that you you've seen during your day or interesting conversations. Uh, my wife literally a couple months ago said to me in a, in a lull at dinner. So have any interesting conversations today? I was like, oh boy, I guess I must be bombing here. I must be, I must, <laughs> I must be too, too much into the steak. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm too full. Fo- I got my, I, here's some advice for men. When you have dinner with your wife, don't eat with your face in the plate. <laughs> right. Right. I see men, they put, they put their fit. They like, they go after their food. Like they're on a bivouac or something. They're <laughs> never, they're never going to eat again. Never. You know? Yeah, exactly. They, they vacuum it up and then they're like, okay. You know, they got nothing to say for the, the last 15 minutes they've been eating. Precisely. Uh, and any interesting conversations? Here's what here's the problem that men have had since 1965 in conversing with women. We've tried to converse with women like women converse with each other. This is what therapy does to us. This is what Dr. Phil does to us. This is what Oprah does to us. This is what The View does to us. We listen to advice saying, converse like a woman, uh, reveal your feelings, tell us what's going on. It's okay to be sensitive. It's okay to be scared. How many movies have you seen where the woman is breaking up with the man and she's going, 
You won't talk to me. You won't let me inside of you. You won't let me inside. You won't tell me about your fears and your problems. I, I, I don't feel connected to you. Right. I mean, right. thousands of movies, right. Where the woman says, you're not connecting with me. Right. And after, and if you watch those movies for 50 years, right. Uh-huh. If you watch, if you watch Tom Cruise saying to Renee Zellweger, you complete me. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> exactly. If you watch enough of that crap, okay, it seeps into your bones and into your psyche, and you think, well, that's how you get sex. That's how Tom Cruise got sex with Renee Zellweger. Right. He said, You complete me. Right. No man should ever have his goal for his woman to complete him. That's asinine. That's mm. that will get you divorced. But here's the thing. Don't miss this. This is very, very critical, what I'm about to say. You should have all kinds of great conversations with your woman. But I want you to listen and converse like a ma- as a masculine man, not as a woman. When we try to converse with women like women, we become inferior women that the women say, you suck at this. You're terrible <laughs> exactly. at this. I, I'm getting no value from you at all, and you're just pissing me off. Right. So the secret problem in your list, all of a sudden I realized, I was like, it was like a white dove came above my head, and I, I had this golden light. I was bathed in this golden light, and I was like, oh, shit, I got it. That's what it was. It was, it's you're supposed to listen, but listen like a man, not like a woman. And when you try to be like a woman, you are terrible at it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get destroyed and your wife is going to get pissed off. So listen to her, talk to her, converse with her. Do not jump in to solve shit. Watch two women, watch two women uh, talk about their problems, right? The first, the second woman does not jump in the middle of what that woman is saying and try to solve it. Right. Right. She doesn't do that. So just, just, just be a good listener. Right. So it would, and, would you say it's, uh, um, who is it that's, uh, I believe it is, uh, but they, uh, I, I'm one of Zig Ziglar jumps into my head, uh, yeah. as the, as, but, uh, seek first to understand before you're understood. Yeah. That's Mr. Covey stealing from, um, who plagiarized from St. Francis, Francis of Assisi, I yeah. believe, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, that's I was, always, yeah. I always recommend plagiarizing from people in like the ninth century because that way they can't sue you, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a pretty famous line right there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Seek first to be understood. Yeah. Completely understand your wife. Let her, let her feel that she's heard. Um, and communicate with her it, it you know in in a way don't become a feminized or a feminine listener be a masculine listener gotcha and men are men are good at listening cuz mm-hmm. we understand caveman talk right precisely wow really Whoa, that must have hurt mm-hmm. you can you can be a really good listener and give your wife a lot of satisfaction to where she says you are the most interesting man in the world to me. Let's go to the bedroom. Right. Yep. And uh, it's uh, who was it that he? Um, when you, uh, oh, brain just died on me. Great. Um, anyhow, when you're when you are able to just uh, just be able to 
listen and and oh it was uh how to win friends and influence people that they actually talks about how people mm. will you may not say actually five words but you get the other person to talk uh, talk about themselves they walk they walk away from the conversation thinking that you were just one of the best conversationalists in the world and that's because you just you were a, you were somebody that they were able to to talk to perfect and, story yep so but yeah okay so if there is if uh, if a guy has, has sadly gotten himself into the uh into the pit where he is he thought he was you know trying to trying to be you know, Mr. Feelings and, and all this. And guys, when I also just to want to point out, because it sounds like we're digging on emotions, isn't what isn't in the case at all, because no, we, we all have emotions and that's, we, those emotions I, I believe are, there for a reason there the uh, emotions are the uh, is the watercolor to our life that's that's what we actually hmm. actually remember and that's what brightens everything up it's how you know you go out you remember uh walking through a forest yeah you can see the trees and all that but you're really wanting to remember that emotional feeling that you had so emotions i've always thought were, were good and we're, i'm not and all this talk that we're having doesn't mean that you need to stuff the emotions down but when it comes to so when you're if you're but if you're trying to be Mr. Feeling and we're and becoming a, a very inferior woman, <laughs> the that's that's where we wind up getting into trouble. Now, why is it that when we do that, and I I'm going to see if I can lead you on uh, up to this point. Why is it that women want to divorce a, divorce men so bad? It's not because so much that they are unhappy, but I believe you said that they are. It's because they have lost all respect for you. Mm, yeah. Well, a woman can't love a man. She can't respect. So if you've lost the respect, um, chances are, you know, uh, you're, you're going to have a tough time coming back from that. I mean, any, any marriage can be saved and any right. marriage can be, um, uh, there's all kinds of ways that, uh, that a marriage can, um, uh, think that can be saved. Uh, and one of the ways is, is to actually, um, start getting your own self-respect back. Uh, and, and one of the things I wrote on my board here, cause you, cause you asked me in the beginning, Brian, you were like, well, Maybe you could talk about as a divorced man, what have you learned and, and, right. and how do you not get divorced? Well, one of the ways that you not get divorced is that you um, make yourself solid as a man. Precisely. And that you, um, uh, you know, that, that you understand uh, that, um, uh, that you've got to be, you've got to make yourself your own mental point of origin you have to make yourself your own best friend and understand that it's, it's between you and your connection with, with your God, mm -hmm. um, that that's the relationship, you know, that's the most important. This is why I don't recommend that men get married, um, uh, too young. Um, you know, one of the things that I say is that there's, there's, there's two really important things you should know about getting married. Um, number one, before you get married, you should know what your mission is, 
what your purpose is, and where you want to go in life. What lights you up from the inside? What's your passion? What makes you happy? Right. And then, and, and number two, the second thing a man has to figure out is he has to figure out who he's going to take with him on that journey. Okay. So there's two questions a young man asks himself. What what do I like? What do I want to do for a living? How do I want to express my talents and gifts in the world? How do I want to make money? How do I want to, there's the, uh, every man wants to master something in his life. Mm -hmm. So a young man goes, what am I going to master? What am I good at? Am I good at things? Am I good with people? Am I good with psychology? Am I good with music? Am I good with animals? You know, am I good with bricks? Like what's my, like, what's my, am I good with wood, with metal? Right. Right. What, what's, what's my, what's my unique ability in the world? And I, cause I want to master it. And then the, the thing that naturally the man says is right, because it is not good for man to be alone is, is I want to have somebody come along on a journey with me mm-hmm. and enjoy this journey. And so who am I going to take? These are the two most important questions you have to ask yourself and get ready for this is very important. What I'm about to to tell you is that, um, never, ever, ever invert the two questions. Never, ever say, never, ever say, okay, who am I going to pick first? And then once I pick oh, the woman, okay. then I'm going to find out what my mission is. I got you. Okay. okay? I'm actually where you're That is that. a okay. prescription for disaster. I can agree with okay? that. Okay. Yeah. Because what you do is you place all of your mental point of origin on finding the right woman instead of finding yourself. Right. And the minute you do that, you are completely screwed. And this is why when I got married at 22, I codependently glommed onto a woman first mm-hmm. and then said, okay, I got a good woman that's going to support me. Now I'm going to go figure out what I want to do. Well, now my wife now watches me for the next 10 years, go through all this, <laughs> you know, finding of myself. And that's not giving her the two things that women need the most. What do they need most, Brian? Well, they need security. And yep. that security is uh, as a means of protection and because men need to uh, protect and provide. Yep. So she needs, she needs emotional security. Mm-hmm. She needs financial security. Right. She needs spiritual strength. Right. So at 22 years old, I marry her. I don't have any of those three things. No, <laughs> I, I haven't even seen a dead guy in a pool in Montreal. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anything. Nope. Right. And, uh, and so now she's on this journey with me as I'm trying to find myself and her respect for me is eroding, eroding, eroding with every failure, with every misstep, with every job I don't succeed in with every, every financial crisis we have, uh, it's very difficult for her to to respect me, mm-hmm. and if she can't respect me, she can't love me. Now she loved me a lot when we first started out. She loved me a lot, but she lost respect for me along the way because I confused the two questions. I inverted the two questions. Never invert the two questions. First, know where the hell you're going, and then f- then attract the right woman that can support your mission 
the way you want to go. For example, when I do coaching, right, I got divorced when I was 39. I was very lucky. Okay. I got mm -hmm. divorced at 39. I counsel a lot of men that get divorced at 40 and 50. Okay. Now, yeah. now they, now they want to get remarried. Okay. And I'm like, brother, you cannot mess this up. <laughs> Precisely. Right. If you're, I mean, I, I'd say like, I got a friend of mine who's 60 years old, right. Who's getting ready to go into retirement, just bought himself a nice house and he wants to find a partner to ride off into the sunset with from 60 to 90 years old. Right. Right. They said, bro, you cannot screw this up. You must attract. You must be very, very careful in your attracting of the woman you're going to attract. Yep. Because nobody wants a divorce at 80. <laughs> no. All right. You know that nobody wants a divorce at 80. So, so, uh, if, if you're, if you're 25 or if you're 65 and you're starting out and you're starting out, you've got to know where you're going first, who you are, what you're going to master in order to engender the respect of the partner that you're going to take on the journey. Right. And when it's special, and I'm, I'm, I like how you said you need to have find the your passion, what drives you first, because when you have that particular light shining within you, that you are a driven person, that you are driven to uh, to succeed and excel in whatever the field it is you like, whether it's from being a, a an artist and you're you're always you're always wanting to create stuff to you know maybe you're you found your passion in you know in doing uh lawn work maybe you just you're someone who likes to get in there and just be intricate with your with your uh uh with your with working with your lawn there's always something in there that you're you're passionate about and that's because the relaxed male have uh I've got four pillars for the, for being a relaxed male. You have the man's mind, the man's body, man's soul. And that soul is the creation. You have to feed your soul. And the only way you really feed your soul is when you are actually creating something. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's some type of art. So maybe it's, you know, a, a series, anything that is really just, it, it really gets your juices flowing, really gets you going. You're excited. That's your why. And then the fourth one is always the men's community. But um, with the soul, so many times, yeah, we don't support. That's That and the community are the two pillars that so many men really keep, uh, allow to get, get weak and, and to fall because they shove their hobbies off to the side. They shove uh, their passions, their dreams, whatever it is that they, even one from a little child, they, they, those are, those aren't practical as what often people tell. And so they, they let those dreams either wither on the vine or, or, or completely die off. And if you don't have that light within you, that, that desire, that need to, to drive something drive forward, you're going, you're going to have the wrong type. You're going to have the different, the wrong color shining from you. And maybe you, the, the woman that in that you need in your life is attracted to just for metaphor reasons, uh, the color yellow. And, but you're just kind of floating around, uh, with a, with a, an overall color of maybe a green. And 
So you're going to end up drawing, you know, the wrong type of person to you. And so that's not going to be a good, true, uh, true mate in your, in, in, for your relationship. If you aren't driven, not to mention you don't, if you don't have a purpose, you don't have, you have your why you're easily swayed. You don't have that ground, that, uh, that foundation to keep per, keep, uh, from being, driven off of course and eventually finding yourself, you know, divorced and you don't have friends, you don't have, uh, the, the financial, uh, uh, stability that you, you, you thought you were building up for. Cause it, you know, it's all of a sudden cut in half, if not more. And you're, you find yourself lost because you didn't have your why you didn't have your purpose that you're, you're running for. And if you have that good, good, strong enough purpose, you, your wife may not be, uh, or girlfriend may not fully understand why you were driven to that, but they know that the moment they uh, try to step in between you and that why you're going to get them out of the way and continue on there. No one can get in between you and your why you've got to do, you know, you've got to create, maybe you're a painter. You have to, be, you have to be painting. Um, or maybe you're a writer and you're, you have to be writing. And so you're going to find your why you're going to and you pursue that. And if you have find the right wife, especially when you're in the process of pursuing your, your why they will be attracted to the fact that you have that type of passion in your life. And they are more likely to go along with you and alongside you on that journey to be able to make it to, uh, to whatever that destination of a glorious life is. Well, she'll love to, she'll love to support that and enhance that. And, and to, you know, as John Eldridge says, to be, to be a part of a journey, a woman loves to be a part of an exciting journey. And you've just described eloquently, you know, the, the way that, uh, uh, that a man screws up the adventure and the journey for his wife, mm -hmm. the, the way he screws up the adventure for the, and the journey for his wife is he, um, uh, he gives up all the stuff that's most important to him. Right. And, uh, and look, a woman is obligated. <laughs> I never said it this way before. Yeah, she's, I was going, she's uh Oh, this is going to be interesting. She's obligated to, uh, to, to give you strength tests to see if you will be distracted, go off course or give up who you are as a man. Okay. And she is, she is, she is obligated. It is built into her feminine DNA to see if you will sell yourself out, because if you will sell yourself out, you'll sell her out mm -hmm. and you'll sell the kids out. So, so she, you think this is, uh, uh, you, you, you think this is small stuff. And she says, uh, you know what? Your, your guns really make me nervous. You know, now that we're married, now that we have a kid. Your, your guns, you, you gotta, you, you gotta move your guns out of the house. And you're like, listen, I live with guns my whole life. I got guns. I got, I, they're locked up. Right. I got, you know, right. Yeah. No, your, your guns upset me. They, I, I don't like this whole killing thing and animals. And I know you like to hunt, but, but I, I need the guns out of the house. Yeah. And, 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 and so here's what happens to a man early on in marriage. He says, well, she says that will make her happy. Uh, the guns have been a part of my life for 30, you know, or 40 years. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but she's really upset about these guns in the house. I'm going to move the guns to my brother's. Okay. You just completely effed yourself. Right. Okay. You just failed the first major strength test in your marriage. And the next thing is coming. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be, you know, uh, it's going to be your Wednesday night Bible study. Right. Uh, Wednesday nights aren't good. I need you home with the kids. Uh, I need you helping me. It's uh, Thursdays are really bad for, for, uh, for, for Sam and Jane on Thursday mornings. I need you home on Wednesday nights. I don't need you going to your men's Bible study. Right. Well, it'll make her happy. So, so I'm, I'm going to stop going to Bible study. Well, it's your, it's your kayaks. It's your visit to your mom. It's your, it's your, the, the, the dinner you have with your mom mm-hmm. on Thursday nights. It's the golfing that you do once a month with your buddies. It's look, I got men. I know men that give up church because their wives say, I don't want you going to church. I want you home doing projects at home there's life is short. We need time with the kids. When are we at? We, you and I both work during the week. We can't be blowing out a whole Sunday, uh, by going to church from 10 in the morning till one in the afternoon. So, um, we need to stop going to church. I've seen men give up going to church and give up their guns and give up their fun and give up their organizations and give up their sports. And what that's what you describe, Brian, is that now they're 40 or 50 years old and the wife has taken everything from them. Okay. And Mm -hmm. now they have nothing. They have no friends. They have no support system. They don't have dinner on Thursday night with their mom anymore. They don't, they don't have their hobbies. They don't have their recreation. They don't have their Bible study. They don't have their 12 step recovery meeting. They gave up everything for their woman because they thought it would make her happy. (laughs) And, and all it did was cause all it did it. was cause her to lose respect for you yep. and to say, by the way, you need to know that for the last year, I've been screwing your business partner mm-hmm. or the pool guy or whatever. Yeah. So this is why a woman cannot love a man she does not respect. Now I'm going to say something very important to you if you are in the beginning of marriage. Um, or if you're in a marriage, you got to understand something. One of your goals about being in a marriage is to learn how to be peaceful, to be calm, to be solid, and to not be pushed around inside of your marriage because she will, it, it is built into her code to try to get you to give up who you are as a man so that she can see if you're strong enough. And my buddy, Shane, I always quote Shane on this because Shane would always remind us of this at, at our men's meetings. And he would say, men, men, (laughs) men, she wants you to pass the test. He would say, you got, you men got to remember when your woman gives you a strength test, she is hoping against all hope that you will pass the test, right? She's hoping that you will not give up your guns. She, there is a part of her that understands the other part of her deep inside her soul. That's like, I hope he's got balls enough to keep going to see his mom on Wednesday nights for spaghetti dinner. Right. 
I hope he's got the balls enough to resist me on this. And I'm going to make it freaking miserable for him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she will, she'll make it miserable and she'll say she can't be happy unless you change. Uh, But men, I can tell you that uh, your job is to learn how to be solid, learn how to be caring, learn how to be loving, um, uh, and, and learn how to listen to your wife and learn how to support her and learn how to romance her and learn how to be a great father. There's a lot of complicated stuff you got to learn as a man. Exactly. uh, That's one thing we talk about uh, on here a lot is when like – you falling into those into those different uh, different traps for the whole line of because it makes her happy and it's one thing I've, I've always seemed to I, I hammer on every time is you will never be able to make her happy it's actually physically impossible to make another person happy even your mom you can't make your mom happy you can't make your wife happy you can't make your dad happy you can't make any of those types of of things happen because the emotion that you feel is inside of you. So to make her happy is impossible. She can make herself happy and she, that's her choice. If she wants to choose to be happy for, for you, uh, to, for you standing up for what your, what your rights and or not right, but what your yeah. beliefs are good for her. Now, if she chooses to to want to be unhappy about it, again, that's on her. You can't feel the the anger, the disappointment, and all that. So you don't. You, she can try to show you what she feels, but it's to to have a sense of, well, she's mad at me. Well, no, she's mad, but she's you can't feel that anger. You can, and I'd like to give guys the the thought that, um. That it's hey you're you're making uh, you can you can choose to actually love her even when she's mad at you, and you can love her to just to spite her. So she's mad at you, and you can just oh I do I still you can choose to love and love your wife, no matter what she actually is uh, emotionally feeling at that moment because that feeling that she feels is not your feeling, and it's not your it's not your your doing. It's just a simply a thought that she's had in her head. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, with that uh, falls in line so well with what you had just said. Where, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna use that line of well, uh, it makes me happy to know that you're you're going to be doing this. No, it's not making her happy. She sees the action and wants to interpret that action into a, into whatever thoughts that she wants, but it doesn't serve her all the time, and it serves her to know that you are man enough to to pass those those tough tests that she she lays in front of you as you as your your relationship continues to grow absolutely so all right well michael uh we are sitting just a little over an hour and so we've (laughs) we've completely passed the uh, the 45 minute mark so um i'll go ahead and and uh go ahead and let everybody know how they can find you, where uh, Men of Honor uh, podcast can be found at, and how they can uh, reach out, get t- get in contact with you, uh, and follow you on all different uh, social media sites and things like that. Sure, sure. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. Yeah, so um, uh, <laughs> uh, the Men of Honor podcast is ubiquitous. Uh, that means it's everywhere. 
<laughs> it's uh, on every every major uh, uh, podcast platform: uh, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, um, uh, uh, Apple. Um, I, I guess we're on iTunes um, now that I think about it. But yeah, uh, we're certainly so we're certainly on Apple and Google Podcasts, and yep. so. Highly recommend that the men uh, go to Men of Honor. The, the great thing about Men of Honor is there are now over 180 episodes that I have left there in the queue. And uh, my recommendation is uh, is listen to one a day for 180 days. Uh, and uh, I put I put three episodes out per week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We do three episodes per week. Um, the podcast has only been around since last January 10th. Um, so, uh, I didn't so realize put, you put out th- that it was three, three a week. Wow. Yeah. We put out, we put out three, three new episodes. We have never repeated an episode. There's not one repeat. Um, I use the podcast as my way to continually create new material, new ideas and new concepts. Um, there is no interviews on it. It is simply me doing a, uh, stream of consciousness. Right. Uh, about masculinity, men, and um, uh, as Darth Vader said about Luke, uh, the uh, force is strong within me. So, uh, <laughs> I tend to I tend to call that the Holy Spirit. But uh, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, and then uh, you can go to Conversations with Men, uh, our Facebook group, uh, and uh, you can also find me at MJ Durkin. Uh, .net. And uh, we have a new course uh, there. It's called the Saving Your Marriage course. It's completely free. Uh, you give me your name and your email address. Yes, I will try to sell you stuff. Um, God, isn't that horrible? Like a, no, that is not horrible cap- at all. That is, I'm a capitalist. Uh, Holy my smoke. gosh. Oh, my God. If I give him my email, he's going to send me emails and try to sell me stuff. Yes. Yes. And then they're wonderful. The first email that I send you after you do that is, yes, thanks for giving me your email. I am going to try to sell you shit. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's it's my fiduciary responsibility to sell you stuff that will improve your life. Uh, And and when you sign up for the Save Your Marriage course, I send you 10 emails in a row. Uh, that will help you to strengthen your marriage and get better in your marriage. So awesome. I highly recommend you you take that course. It's a it's a great course if your marriage is in trouble, and it's completely free. Um, so uh, yeah, that's uh, so I'd love I'm 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 praying for your listeners, uh, Brian. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I feel very honored that you would uh, would have me on your show, and uh, I. I um, I look forward to us collaborating and talking more. Oh, I plan on it too, MJ. Thank you again for uh, for jumping on and uh, and letting the guys know that you can actually get out of the uh, uh, out of a of a, a mired uh, relationship that looks like it might be going downhill by simply again shoring up those four pillars. And you're when you do, you center yourself in your manliness again and you can actually become the the leader that your that your wife wants you to be by simply doing and yes it doesn't mean that there's times you want you want to sit down on a nightly basis and and talk with your wife and then listen and truly listen listen to to the point of understanding what it was her day was about 
And because of that, that's where the connection and the emotional connection actually grows with her. And she knows that you're somebody of, of standards and you're somebody of, of a purpose and you, she wants to follow you in on this adventure and realize, holy smokes, this is going to be some fun stuff we're going to go through. So uh, MJ, again, thank you again for, uh, for talking with my, the, with the guys here and, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll let you go. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation me and MJ had. That was, I had so much fun with talking to him. Some of the, uh, some of the, the information that he dropped was um, amazing. And I just am, am thankful for the fact that, uh, MJ, if you're listening, I appreciate you coming by, man. It was, uh, absolutely a, a pleasure and a delight and, Thank you again for uh, for taking the time out of your out of your day to to actually talk to us and and let us know that uh, yeah we can you can be a strong man and you can be in in shape and get out there and, and eat some uh, grilled animal uh, animal beast flesh and uh, be a man you know we can you can be a man and you can be a civil man and you can be a man of honor and that is exactly what we want to be able to to talk about and share and how we want to, the the culture of men to to be is yes we have that wild man side and there's nothing wrong with the wild man side and it comes in it comes into play many many times and so always recommend but you know for the wives we work on our communication and how we communicate and how we uh, talk with our wives, but we don't be a, a little, you know, a little weak guy that just goes, yes, dear, and, and goes about his way because that's not what the, a woman wants uh, from a man. Wants a man who is decisive and assertive in his thoughts and his ideas and not just uh, someone who just kind of slinks around the house feeling like he is a wounded little boy because that doesn't work. That doesn't build respect in, uh, in the wife. In the world of of the wife. So if you if you like this show, man, I appreciate uh, appreciate the fact that you've listened uh, all the way to here and you like it. Uh, if you could do me a one big solid favor, that's the best, the closest thing to a sell that I'm actually, I actually want to do on this episode. That is, if you think of anybody who this show could help, if you th- know of anybody who you think this show would be, it would truly benefit. All our podcatchers these days have a share button. Hit, smash that share button and send it to uh, someone. Send it as a text message, as a you know, as a instant message through Facebook or or Instagram or or you know any of the other hundreds of different messaging apps that there are out there. And if uh, if you think that there are a whole lot of people could benefit from it, then do share it out with the with the group. Put it out onto your Facebook page or your Facebook feed. Put it onto your, you know, take the uh, take a screenshot and share it on on Instagram. So many different ways you can share this out and let people know that the Relax Male Podcast is out there and it is out there to help men become the better men, so that they can actually uh, help their family become the great families that they see in them, that the, the men themselves actually see in them. In their family. So, guys, thank you again for listening. I'm going to let you go ahead and let you go. We'll talk to you next week. So till then, bye.